Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Star Wars news. This is the quarantined edition. Oh my, Ryan scared me. I couldn't tell if we were on or not, but we're live right now. I'm Steph Sabra. So glad to be streaming from my bedroom right now with you all. And I have my co-pilot with us. We also have a very special guest, Ryan Nilsson in the house, Yo. and Ben Cleaver, an actor Yo. and a huge Star Wars fan. Ryan's been telling me all about all of your, I just saw a tour of your house. It's freaking insane. Welcome to my den of Star Wars, my friend. Yes. <laughs> We're so glad to have you, Ben. Thanks for joining us. Thank and you so Ryan, much. Ryan's producing us and co-hosting. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, there's a lot going on over here. But uh, the force is strong with us. And I'm just happy we're here. I forgot to do my roar up top. Um, but we're here. <laughs> oh, we all got our, our chewies. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, ben has his? Mine, ha mine actually makes the roar. What? what? Yours speaks. Yeah. <laughs> amazing anyways you guys a lot of news i hope everyone's staying safe <laughs> washing your hands social distancing only going out when you absolutely have to and also staying positive through it all because we all have each other and luckily nothing stops us from getting star wars news in so and we even had um one of our own trending with the quarantine so we'll get into all of that we have some movie news some tv news some comic book news so let's just jump right in. Uh, Disney released uh, The Rise of Skywalker. There was no deleted scenes, which a lot of fans had anticipated. But we did get a bonus documentary. Ben, what did you think about? Are you Did you buy this? Do you want the deleted scenes? I haven't purchased it yet, no. Um, I, yeah, I'm probably going to wait until it comes out on disc, to be honest. Um, I, I still like my hard copies. Um, deleted scenes, yeah, of course, I want to see deleted scenes. Um, I have my own opinions on the sequel trilogy. I really enjoy them. I want to see what else they did in there, and what else they threw, and what, what other connective tissue we might be able to get out of that. But will we see it then? I, that's, I don't think we're going to... The, the big thing about this VOD release, which I'm happy we got it, uh, there's tons of people stuck at home, this is the time to do something like that, but there's no deleted scenes in this VOD release. There's a behind the scenes documentary that's a full feature length. I haven't had the time to watch it yet, but uh, I mean, I, that's what I'd be interested in. Um, is that what you hope to see when, on Blu-ray? Yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm assuming that once we get the Blu-ray version, once we get the hard copy, they're gonna include that kind of stuff. Cause we know JJ shot more than what we got on the screen. I mean, you watch the movie and you're like, they shot more than I definitely it's like watching a Harry Potter movie you're like there's more story here than we're getting in the edit right. so um right. yeah I I totally think once they release it on blu-ray we're definitely going to get a uh deleted scene package with that Ryan I, I can you that. move your mic cord to um yeah in front can you move your mic cord in front yes yes I can I can do that, can do that. Also, can everyone just hold the phone really, really quick? Something really, really, really important happened yesterday. It was the birth of one of my favorite human beings on this entire planet. He goes by the name of Ryan Nelson. As you guys know, he is one of the most incredible humans. 
best co-host ever. So talented on the mic and in the booth and producing. So everyone show Ryan endless amounts of love because his birthday was quarantined. It was a quarantine, it was a quarantine edition. And uh, yes, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to celebrate in like two months because yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was birthday. quite a different birthday. And today's my grandfather's birthday, so shout out to the grandfather. I did though. I mean, you were just asking Ben. I did make a Star Wars purchase on my birthday. I, I too love having the physical copies. I if I especially Star Wars, I need the physical Blu-ray. But last night I couldn't help myself, and I got some uh, some digital some digital checks in the mail for the birthday, and I bought it. I bought Rise of Skywalker on VOD. And I fell, I fell asleep watching it last night. Um, um, that, was and that like I said, tired? <laughs> yeah, I was really tired. <laughs> yeah, I was really tired. Okay. And, when you say it like that, I was like, uh, oh, I was did really it just tired. not hit the same? You know, there's a few things that weren't hitting. You know, there's a few things that weren't hitting quite the same. Uh, but I'm happy I got to watch some of it. I own it now. I, I, it was like a an impulse buy. Like I just needed to have it. And I think this week I'm going to watch that feature-length documentary of Behind the Scenes and maybe talk about it next time because that I'm really interested in. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's cool. I just like owning a new Star Wars movie. I still get the chills every time the crawl comes up. I, I wonder, do you think this was a smart move, Steph, that just put it on VOD this early? I mean, why not, right? Yeah, why not? I think that they're all just preparing for the worst, which might be months of no new projects being made which means months of them not making money on new things so i i mean it's kind of their only choice if they do want some income what do you think ben yeah i agree i think you know the smart move here is first of all it it creates goodwill from the masses you know disneyland disney world they're all closed um you know onward for disney specifically onward came out in the theaters and then this whole thing happened so they're probably going to be taking a loss of some kind on that i would imagine um and then they just pushed frozen 2 out i don't think frozen 2 was supposed to come out for another couple months so this is a total goodwill move i don't think um uh the rise of skywalker was supposed to i think it was supposed to come out next week or something anyway but um yeah i think it's a goodwill move i think they're they're bringing in money from it where they're they're projecting you know potential losses so yeah definitely a quick shout out to Brandon Hanna in the chat. He did a super chat saying happy birthday. Thank you, Brandon Hanna. You're the man. All star. And check out Box Office Breakdown with Brandon Hanna every Sunday around 5 p.m. PST. A quick question. Should I try to wear AirPods right now? Will that help Echo? That would be amazing, Steph. Okay, Ryan, take the ship for a second. Okay. Your girl will be right back. I'm taking the stick. Yeah, so... There's a lot of fun. I mean, that was a pretty big thing. With, Are you getting um, any with... uh, feedback on my end? No, you sound great, Ben. You sound as great as Ben Kenobi from Beyond the Grave, Ben. Exactly. I haven't gone by the name Obi-Wan since so before you were born. Which was yesterday. <laughs> that might be, yeah. That might be, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, X number of years ago yesterday. Um, what I will say is that that was the big thing this week is that was put online. Uh, we're also getting a ton of in these featurettes behind the scenes, we're learning a ton of things. Also, the fact that apparently Alec Guinness, who did play Ben Kenobi, that was the transition there, um, in 
in Star Wars, his granddaughter actually had a cameo in The Rise of Skywalker, which really shows, you know, regardless of what you thought of the movie, J.J. really does have this keen attention to detail that is undeniable, and he has this love of putting in Easter eggs uh, in whatever project he works on. So I think that this is really cool that his granddaughter was in this. Yeah. yeah, me too. I love how they've been included. That's now the third family connection we have in the movie. I put up four fingers. Third? Yeah. I mean, and and oddly enough, for the longest time, people thought Ray was Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Uh, but no. <laughs> we had the actual granddaughter. No. Yeah. She's a failed clone's granddaughter. Didn't you know that? Oh, that's right. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, her name's Sal. Wait, Sal Ben. Yeah. Wait, I gotta ask Ben. Um, do you? What was your opinion when there of the new novelization of the Rise of Skywalker, the changes or the additions made to it? What was your reaction and your feelings towards that? Um, I don't know. Let so with. So here's my thing. I'm an OT OG, right? I'm an OT OG. That's how I'll always explain myself. I've got four five and six on my wall right yeah so yeah. i i don't hate on anything star wars mm. i don't mm. i but the original trilogy is my jam everything else is frosting it's delicious delicious frosting that adds to it so um a lot of this stuff that comes out that people get so like freaked out about i'm just like <laughs> sure why not like I love Emperor Palpatine. I freaking love Palpatine. And uh, so when they brought him back in uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker, I was like, yes, I'm here for it. And then they're like, by the way, he's a clone. I'm like, sure, why not? Like, cool, how about that? I, I don't care, like, I got more Ian McDermott playing the Emperor, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. Well, it makes sense, it, it makes sense in a way to tie it back to the prequels and the whole clone thing so it it's not out of left field and crazy for me you know and and they're trying to tie the task of tying together the prequels the 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 original trilogy and the sequels is monumental it's it's undoable in my opinion so they tried to do it they did it in a certain way and that's what we have you know and and so why get you know bent out of shape about it Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> Ryan and I are like, we we, we, no, we might have freaked out when we heard that. <laughs> it, it's so true. We're both the type that we don't bring it home, but it's so like why to me it's still why would you do that? I love when things are really really well thought out because I respect that as a creator. I'm like you really took the time to make sure this was so fluid and sequential and makes sense. And for that's why it bugs me. I think it's more of a creative thing. No, I can appreciate that. But again, from my perspective, I'm just like, sure, why not? It's like, still Star Wars and it's still fun. Yeah. And at that point, I'm just like, you know, it wasn't my decision. If I was making the sequels, I would have probably made three completely different movies. But I wasn't. JJ and Ryan and Disney and, and Kat Kennedy, and they all they all did it. And yeah. uh and so this is this is what they did, and this is what we have. So I'm like, sure, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan Johnson, um, he was recently it was an interview was released of his when he was talking about the rise of Skywalker, 
and he was saying how once he saw the fan reaction, he he was happy, but he really, really, really wanted a test screening at the time and said, well, uh, I would have given my left arm to put this in front of 300 people in, Bur- in Burbank and just see how it plays. I think this is so funny because in the article, it also goes on to say, this is from the writer of the article, clearly the test screenings weren't necessary as the film sits at a 91% positive reviews on the aggregator site Rotten Tomatoes. And I just think that's it's so funny what perception is with these movies because for so many Star Wars fans, they hate this movie. But for a lot of people, critics, they love the movie, obviously. It's such a high rating. And it didn't mm. really matter because that's where the rating's going to lie. But it's interesting to know what all of, a lot of our friends and fellow fans thought of that film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I guess if the question is, does he... It's interesting that he says he regrets not showing it to test audiences. I don't think... I, I kind of wish he did. Because it might have, I think a lot of people's problems with that movie stem from how things were were executed, not the decision itself. And I think that Star Wars, a lot of the times, like I think you can make any storyline work in Star Wars or really any film. It's just the execution of certain things. And though I was favor, I favored a lot of the ways he executed certain things in that film. Um, a lot of people didn't. Uh, like an example would be when Leia uses the force. Like, I think that scene's beautiful. I absolutely love it. However, some people think that it looks a little weird. It looks like Mary Poppins. And you could have maybe gotten the same exact effect out of that scene if you executed it a little differently. And maybe that's something he could have gotten out of a test screening. So I think that's that's pretty fascinating. Um, I think you should do test screenings, especially when it's a big studio film like this. So it's you interesting really to hear him say so? he regrets that. Ben, what do you think? Do you think I do. should have been... T- I, Sorry. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> Disney's uh, Disney's not going to let you test screen this. It's why they don't let they don't do test screens for Marvel movies. The anticipation buildup for these is so great, and the I, I don't know the the outrage at spoilers is so great that you know they're they're not. I mean, he talks about it in this article. And are we including links to these articles, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I put I can put this one in the description. I mean the the. the the author even says in the article, it's like, you know, Disney just doesn't do that with these highly anticipated films because of spoilers, because of details leaking out. You know, somebody's going to walk out of that theater in Burbank and be like, guess what happened in the movie? Yeah. Uh, so I releasing this statement now, it's I, I think there's a, I, I wrote down four points about after I read this article, I said, you know, is this Ryan Johnson covering his ass? You know, uh is it uh, potentially a message to Disney? Hey, you should be doing this. Um, you know, they, they say in the article, it's pretty much impossible. Is it just to kind of keep The Last Jedi in the limelight, keep the Star Wars franchise in the limelight to continue to attempt to kind of soften haters' views, particularly mentioning, you know, it's still got the 91% on um, Rotten Tomatoes? Or is it is it clickbait, you know, is... Uh, is comicbook.com putting this on their website to get people to look at it? Because it's got the buzzwords, Ryan Johnson, it's got Star Wars, it's got, you know, what if things were different? Um, which a lot of people want to consume. So that that's that's great too. But um, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't necessarily I don't think, think I don't necessarily think it's 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 that uh question is does he I think the the question is does he legitimately regret 
does he regret not showing doing a test screening and but honestly was that even a thing that was possible because of these restrictions that you're pointing out like when it is a movie that's as big as a marvel film they're going to be leaks so do you even run the risk of getting something leaked to getting feedback i think in hindsight that might have been a good idea but obviously we don't know what would have happened yeah i think yes he genuinely would have liked to have had a test screening no they wouldn't have done it the author was patrick cabanow just by the way um we were quoting him in this but yeah i don't know i think that when if you're gonna create something who are we to tell them how to do it if they really believe in it and your team of hundreds of people are signing off too and no one sounds an alarm like you all are the directors take a lot of the heat for these films but there are so many people involved it really like they're just a piece of the puzzle I agree. But um, in TV news, I know you're a Clone Wars guy, Rai. Oh, man. Um, Oh, man. Some big things have been happening. Can you let talk about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll try to do this pretty quickly. Clone Wars coming out of Disney Plus, which I'm now even more excited for because we're we're stuck at home. We're quarantined. So we got some quarantine Clone Wars. This week is what we've all been waiting for. This is the week. This is what... You know, I've been I've been shouting at people like you got to start watching Clone Wars. You got to get caught up. Now is a better time than any because Ahsoka Tanu returns to the small screen this week on Clone Wars. We've already seen her story. What happens after this point? And I've read about it. We interviewed the author, but now we're going to start filling in some of the blanks. And I cannot wait. We're going to see the continuation of her story this Friday. And the author of the Ahsoka Tano novel, E.K. Johnson, shout out to her. She's been hyping it up this week, like this Friday. We're going to see it. And she's alluded to certain scenes we're going to get in this season of Clone Wars in her book. So I cannot wait. There's a little clip that's online of the episode about her investigating like the underworld of, of Coruscant, which is really cool because a story that Steph and I were talking about a few weeks ago was there was a George Lucas TV show in mind back in like 2010 about the underworld of Coruscant that could have happened. So now I feel like we're going to get elements of that in these episodes, which I just cannot wait to see, as well wasn't as the that, continuation of her story. Wasn't that show called 1313 or something like that? It was like level 1313 or... I think that, I think that might have been the code name, but I think it was actually called Underworld then. Yeah, it was but wasn't it like cool. Underworld 1313? I don't know. I, I just remember it, it was something about the level of course. Level 13? Level 13, maybe. Uh, I, I think it might have been. But I, I, what's really cool is all we've heard about this season is this is the last, for now, this is the last piece of Star Wars content visually that George Lucas really had a massive hand in. And I, th- I think that's just so cool. We're going to get some of that, that underworld element in this show. Um, so I can't wait for Ahsoka's return. Wait, can uh, Jeff come to the camera? Because every, he Jeff. keeps walking by and I have to call him out. Because you guys, this is Jeff Graham. This is who always produces us from the booth. Jeff Graham. But he's Big obviously we're fan. not in the producer booth. Yeah, he always produces Jeff, us. you're not being sly. Not yeah, he always produces <laughs> us. You're not being sly. This Oh, he's hiding. Jesus. <laughs> God. Yeah. He's uh, like a I know. He's not being funny. <laughs> okay. He's like a prop. Ryan, this is totally your section of news yeah. because your boy 
Dave is Lindelof, who you are totally a big, a big Dave and Lindelof fan, says he would make a Star Wars project when he's not blamed for ruining it. All right, so a couple things, and I'm really curious. Does that make you sad? Because that sounds All like right, a never. so a couple things, I'm really curious to hear. Right, so I wanted to, this. I think this opens a bigger conversation. First of all, Damon Lindelof, Watchmen, The Leftovers, and Lost is what he's known for. Showrunning, um, really big TV writer, and he he has this, this. He's been tweeting about Star Wars, saying like he'd love to do a project. However, he he um, and he was also tweeting this about Marvel too, because he saw a lot of the concept art for WandaVision, and he's like, this is the stuff he'd be interested in kind of working on and moving towards. Uh, but he's he's he basically did a backhanded compliment saying when he's not blamed for ruining it because most people who get involved in Star Wars nowadays are just blamed for ruining things. I want to open that up. Do you guys think that turns a lot of creatives off from even entertaining the idea of doing Star Wars because they know it might just generate negative PR for them themselves? Ben, what do you think? Ben, what do you think? Um. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to have like really tanked Ryan Johnson's career. I mean, did you see Knives Out? It was fantastic. It was fantastic. And the other thing is, unless, I guess, unless you're, I, I don't know. Uh, George Lucas was blamed for ruining Star Wars. So you can't win. You know, every, you know, Every time something Star Wars is released, I've got a close friend who's a writer who hates The Mandalorian, hates it, says it ruined Star Wars. He used that term. The Mandalorian ruined Star Wars for him. And, uh, and he's like, I guess I'm in the minority here. And he is because everybody loves The Mandalorian because it's awesome. Um, but yeah, everybody who touches Star Wars is they, the originals are just so cared about and so precious to people that really anything else if you don't satisfy the headcanon of over a billion people individually then you've ruined star wars so there's there's no winning it. Right. if you touch star wars i would say i encourage more directors and writers and people to take the reins of something star wars and do what they will with it do something creative do something awesome because regardless of what you do you will be blamed for ruining Star Wars, and that's just the long and short of it. Should we let the Wookiee win? That's a should, really... should we let the Wookiee win? Yeah, <laughs> that was a really, really, really good point. <laughs> um, we're with you. But no, seriously, that made me think of something that made me think of my what my opinion is a bit. I think that's just kind of... Um, he doesn't want to do a Star Wars movie. I think a true creator and one at that level of genius who's just made so many great projects wouldn't be worried about... I mean, they might be worried about critical reaction, but no matter what, the what sets Ryan Johnson apart is that he still made a good film. By, by any standpoint, when you look at his cuts, his editing, his choices, it's a great film. So it's not like, you fucking suck at directing, dude. It's like, no, we... Some people just didn't like the story that was told. Right. But you yeah. wouldn't, right. I don't think it would tank your career yeah, if you were good. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic just because I think Damon Lindelof, he's like my favorite TV writer or showrunner in general. I, I love every story he's told on TV so far. I think he'd be such a unique pick for Star Wars and taking it in a new direction. Uh, I think he, this is more of a, 
a commentary on some of the fandom. Um, I, I agree with Ben. I think the the negative voices are sometimes louder than the positive, but I think there are an overwhelming amount of positive fans compared to the negative fans. It's just sometimes the negative voices are a little louder. And I think uh, just on social media, sometimes it, it seems like there's more haters than there are uh, embracers or lovers. Wait, really <laughs> yeah. quickly. Um, you guys, we like this woman right here. We have other royalty in the chat who just super chatted us. Jennifer Lopez. She's one of our fellow producers. She's, she gave us $5 in the super chat and said, I will definitely start my Star Wars journey during this quarantine. Love you guys. We are doing, we are already succeeding. That is a win. Yes. Thank you, Taylor. You're the best. Um, Um, another, Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask Ben if he reads the comics. Ben, do you read the comics? So I do read the comics. I'm reading the... I read the main Star Wars comic. I have read the previous two iterations of the Darth Vader comic. I am not reading the current Darth Vader or Kylo Ren comic because I was going to wait until they came out in trade. Oh, yeah. I'm with that. You might start. You might start, um, because dude. What? Because I mean, to, to, to stop on the transition, but like we found out some some details this week on that Star Wars comic. Oh yeah, I know. Did you, Can you, did you talk hear? About it? Oh my god! So Ben Cleaver, did you happen to read the the latest Star Wars issue? The latest, the main story, the main Star Wars line. Yes. 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 Oh, where we got to see what happened. Oh, he's got it. So we got to see, guys. This one right here. Uh, I think it's one right after. Dare I show the final page on the broadcast? Dare I? I think... I think... I'm going to Jedi mind trick you to do that. Maybe a little faster. The freaking freak. What? (laughs) If you can't tell, that is Princess Leia frozen in carbonite so again not to stomp on it uh i think that was that was the second most recent one um where she yeah that's how that's how leia actually yeah yeah that's how she learned how to uh Uh, yes so there is a newer one but in the newer one it came out yesterday it did where luke's lightsaber fell after he got his hand chopped off in empire strikes back we actually get to yeah. see on Bespin, like the we're on the Cloud City, we have to see a ground floor where it fell, which is really cool. And there's like a junker that found it. We don't know what happens past that, but there are there are details that I think we're going to slowly fill in the blanks between then and when Maz Kanata has it. Well, and there's so there is a, a scene in that one that I have right there that where he opens the door and he sees the massive junk pile. Because he went back to find his lightsaber. Right. And there's giant junk piles. But yeah. Uh, if, if, yeah, if one came out this week, I, I did not uh, didn't read that one. Well, it's exciting. We're, we're filling in the blanks on that. And I, I think these comics, again, in a time like this, Ben even spoke about it on Con Guy. Ben is one of the hosts on our Con Guy show every Monday night. Uh, it's the time to support a lot of the, of the comics because it's hard to go out and get the physical copy in a time like this. But uh, the Star Wars comics are awesome and we should all support them they're really dope right now yeah they're really good boom um agreed um, um right let's 
Should we do our fun game? Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> so today, Luke Skywalker was Let's trending because people were talking about the idea of him being the best at social isolating because he just dipped on everyone for quite a while. And I think that makes a good argument, but I know that both Ben and Ryan have different arguments. And let us know in the chat right now who you think would be the best at social distancing in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, and then let's talk about it right now. Ben, what do you think? Okay, I, I've got different lists here. First off, okay. like what, what, what about Yoda? I mean, he went to Dagobah. He was there. Luke, listen, Luke had... Uh, the the Landi caretakers on Octo uh, on the island with him, so oh. not not entirely isolated. Oh please. Uh, please! So first off, second of all, Darth Vader—that's the ultimate in ninety-five face mask. His suit. The third, listen, uh, Emperor Palpatine that's didn't see him for the first. That's two my years. pick. Right? That is my pick. I think Emperor Palpatine is the best social distancer there because sometimes you don't even know if he's alive. When he when he shows up for our first time seeing him in Empire Strikes Back, or not Empire Strikes Back, I'm sorry. Well, he does kind of in Empire Strikes Back. But when he shows up physically for the first time in Return of the Jedi, he gets off the ship, walks through, then goes up to a room where he's just got two dudes standing 42 feet away from him. And that's it. They're in full... <laughs> face mask and robe so i mean you know wait you know who i think who? ben kenobi who? he was in ben he was stuck in tattooing no one knew where he was that's the worst place to be stuck and chilled and then saved the day just beyond the dune sea Yo, exactly he, he, he might okay that's a good one all right, no one Steph knew where he, Yeah, or maybe Yaddle, because we've I'm, only seen her once. I, Yaddle? Yeah, Yaddle. I, she's just yeah, an episode Yaddle, one, Yaddle, right? We don't really know what's going on there. Exactly, but she, she lives one. as young as Yoda. Where do you think baby Yoda came from? That's a good oh pick. my god. Oh, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms. I think the... Ooh, what, I mean, what, what was my pick? I was gonna go with uh, with. At first, I was gonna go with Sheev Palpatine, um, but then I realized because when I was watching Episode Nine last night, the Knights of Ren and all these other Sith beings are kind of around him at all times. So he's pretty close. He keeps his friends close, but enemies closer, but from a safe distance. Um, you know, you really, really got me, Steph, with that Obi Wan pick. He he might it's, be the best social. Anytime social, uh, you talk about social isolation or boredom or any of that, I just instantly Tatooine must be like the worst place. It must be like Fresno, California. Like you don't <laughs> want to be there. <laughs> I, the only other one I could possibly think. The only other one I could possibly think is. Maybe, maybe I think maybe Snoke, like Snoke. Like Snoke or comes maybe from a region no one really knows. He's at a party in episode nine with like eighty thousand dancers. You're right. I just he was the best at dipping out and no one knew. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he, oh wait, he, we're forgetting out, a huge I, I, one, I, you guys. 
Ray. Who? Ray Skywalker, no. of course. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm gonna ante up here. I'm going. I'm going. Ray's parents are the best social distancers because Ray's parents left her, and they don't. They don't give a f, man. They social distanced themselves away from Ray when she was like four. They're dead. Yikes! Yeah, we thought before episode nine they were the best, and now not so much. Is death the ultimate social distancing? Ben, you have another point. <laughs> Oh my no, god. So, for the risk of that message getting but, out, no, no, yeah. no. That's bad. Yeah. That's a bad thing. Also, I mean, they do repeatedly say they'll always be with you. It's true. So, yeah, that's true of life. But I hope, yeah. Uh, someone, someone, someone in the chat just said, what about an Ewok? They're like near each other a lot. Yeah, what? Well, it's all about they're community. Yeah, they're tribal. It is a lot of Obi-Wans. Um, oh, the other thing I would think Steph, of think is maybe what about Theo? Our newest droid who was left alone for a, a long time. That could be that's a pretty good social distance. He was turned off. So I don't even know if he had a choice. You're right, you're right. All right. Oh, that's pretty brutal. Well, right, do we have to wrap things up? I know it's five o'clock. Yeah, we have time for one more thing, and then we oh. got to start wrapping it up, Steph. Okay, perfect. Um, only, only if you have the time. What's our one no, more yeah. thing? Uh, guys, well, yeah, uh, guys all, these all these people are stuck in quarantine. I thought it'd be fun to come up with some uh, Star Wars activities while, while you're in isolation. Um, the one I've been executing on a daily basis is... Every morning, I make some toast or bagels with this toaster. Oh my god! It is, a, it is a stormtrooper helmet. You put it in, and it comes out, and it has the imperial symbol on the toast. Nice. And it's delicious. I'll tell you. Like I, this morning, I made a tuna melt, and before I put the tuna on the, the, the bread, I stuck it in here, and it just boom, amazing, delicious. So that's my Star Wars quarantine activity and uh now remember you can still go outside that is a thing you can <laughs> still do it's not you don't just have to stay inside your house um so i guess similar to ryan's we have a darth vader instapot so uh we cook up a lot of stuff in that um that's that was actually purchased by my wife um but oh wait, me, quick second to just shout out Ben's wife. I've never met her, but I know I know a little of her now, and she's like the shit. She's pretty continue, cool. Continue, Ben. Continue. Thank you very much. She is the shit. Uh, it uh, it was her idea to get married on May the fourth, and that is my wedding anniversary. So what an so good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna catch up on Clone Wars. I uh, I'm still in season one of Clone Wars, so you know, as long as I got the time, catching up on my catching up on my stories. Yay! Um, I'm definitely gonna watch more Clone Wars. Also, I was just thinking, I have my props here. Maybe I can make like stop a stop animation film, like oh remix edition, like super dramatic. Leia leaves Han, and now she's looking at Chewie. Chewie home wrecked his boy's situation, 
and oh, here he is to swoop yeah. in and steal the girl. Let the Wookiee win. Let the Wookiee win. Oh, win. Start the hashtag. He's got the girl of his dreams. That's, that's the quote of our episode. Let the Wookiee win. Dude, Greg, Greg in the chat wants to see the toast and wants to see the pot. Um, make a toaster didn't happen. Make a toaster didn't happen, guys. Uh, we're, we we gotta come up with some fun games like this, uh, for future apps due to this this virus. But I'm so happy we got to make this work today, Steph. Thank you so much for the birthday shout out. Um, no problem. It was, it's it's awesome. This is the the type of stuff you know. It's it's great to look forward to and. Um, during, especially during a time like this. Especially during a time like this. Ben, go, grab your Chewy. No, my Chewy. Here he is. Sorry, I was looking at the chat. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, Boom. Ben, in the meantime, what are you up to? Where can people follow you? What are you working on? Uh, so it's a little slow in the industry right now yeah. for obvious reasons. But um, yeah, uh, you can find me on all social media at Ben Cleaver, that's B-E-N-K-L-I-E-W-E-R. Uh, I don't know if Ryan can throw anything up there or not, or it's in the it's in the it's in the description down below. Uh, but I'm also I'm working with my uh, production company, Jasmine Street Films. Uh, we're working on some new stuff right now. Uh, if you go to go to YouTube and search Jasmine Street Films, you'll find our page. We've got a couple things up there right now. We've got a comedy sketch called The Audition, and I believe we have our dramatic short film that we've been bring into festivals and has recently played the Hollywood Independent Real Hollywood Film Festival. Uh, it's called Charles Jensen, which I also starred. Uh, go check those out. We're going to be releasing more content very soon. Uh, quarantine content. Wait, Ben, you're so awesome. We're going to put all the... Can you just make sure to provide us the link so we can put that in the description? Because I yeah. want to make sure everyone follows you. Um, sure. Ryan, where can we find oh, yeah. you? You can find me at uh, in quarantine for who knows how long. And also on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Nelson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N, Ryan Nelson underscore on the Instagram. Yeah, you guys, keep talk to us while we're quarantined because all we have is each other. You can find me all over social media at Steps Abroad. But Ben, you rock. I want to watch all your stuff. Um, I want to meet your wife one day. And other than that, I hope everyone's staying home, staying safe. And around love and good people and Star Wars, of course. But until next time, may the force be with you. Our founder, Jeff Kevin Odegaro, and me, Maria Menounos, me. would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.
From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.